Hello and welcome to Top Hole, the podcast about Eleanor M. Brent Dyer, the chalet school and anything vaguely connected. It's a Wendy week, woohoo! And today we resume our conversation about Joey and Jack's living circumstances. The usual provisos apply with respect to pronunciation, spoilers and bonkersness. Please refer to episode zero. Okay, so if we come to the Maynard's house on the Platts, yes, <laughs> as we're calling it, um, my image in my head of it is always a wooden chalet, like the original chalet school chalet, with like okay, um, kind of uh, you know, with the wooden sort of tiers. And yeah. the kind of walkway around the outside yeah. kind of thing. That's what I have in my head. But I also, for some reason, have like a gravel driveway in my head, which might just have been one of the front of one of the books or something um, that they kind of drive but they do up have to a the driveway and it would be reasonable for it to be gravel, I okay. feel. There'd be so, a lot of it on a mountain, I think. So yes, yes. Um, so, and birch trees, silver birches there are at the front as well. Um, and that's not not completely inaccurate, that vision you've got in your head of what it looks like. Um, yes, having been deprived of the need for a spreadsheet to sort out Jack and Joey's finances, I thought, oh, house plans. <laughs> one of my great hobbies. Um, and don't. I, no, I tried. I really tried. The layout is really tricky to try and, and get. So if I, we pick up, Joey goes to the Oberland and we'll meet Frudicine. <laughs> no, the Maynard's house. She saw a very big four-storied house with plastered walls, frescoed and banded by three balconies reaching from the ground floor to the third floor. So, yes. Yeah. Um, wooden posts were carved, close-set railings. Blah, blah, blah. Deep pitched roof was weighted with heavy stones, roped on in the usual fashion of the Alps, and there were four dormer windows set in it. So that's four dormers in the roof. Yeah. Beneath it came six small windows of the lattice type. So that's yeah. with diamond panes and opening closey outwards. The main bedroom floor had French windows opening onto the balcony. And on the ground floor, there were three windows on each side of the door. The house stood on a little eminence and the front door was reached by half a dozen steps built sidewise to the house. Right. So the side not coming down. Yeah. Kind of film star style. So. Yeah. What there's no mention of there is the porch over the front door on which Con Maynard manages to get herself stuck in the middle of the night some 48 hours later right yeah <laughs> yeah that's just in that vision of the the house as it's first presented to us that isn't mentioned. actually mentioned mm -hmm. and actually it's it's a, it's a tiny bit problematic because if you've got a porch with a fairly steep gable roof over it at the front of the house that's going to interview interview with your balconies on the bedroom floor going right the way around yeah yeah and the, and it's and the porch the balconies aren't that close to the porch because when con's trapped on the on top of the porch and nobody knows how she's got there was one of joey's problems is she can't easy she you know she has to get a ladder and climb up right onto the porch because she can't get there from the balconies you'd think that'd stick out quite a lot then mm. from the balcony for it to be and a gap so you can't access yes that doesn't sound right no, at all, so there's it? something weird going on there's something there. hinky about that <laughs> hinky it's yeah. not a word i know it's scooby-doo <laughs> oh is it oh okay <laughs> all right fine we then get our first layout inconsistency about four paragraphs later okay so joe 
opens the front door, finds herself in a square hall with a door opening on either hand, so left and right, and a passage running across the back of it, which I'm going to try really hard not to refer to as the back passage <laughs> while we're talking about it. OK, and Jack says, this room on the right used to be the spies' sale, and as it has a hatch through into the kitchen, I vote we keep it. That's a dining room. OK, oh, yes, I agree, says Jerry. Which one was the sale? Well, this one on the left was. OK, yeah. Right. So I've got dining room on the right, former sale on the left. OK, they went into the room on the right. So that's the dining room yep. they've gone into. Yes. Yep. Big square room with two windows, plaster walls, blah, 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 stove. It's very nice. I'd better see the other, though, before I finally decide. A, but you've just decided on the dining room. You've agreed you're going to keep the existing dining room, okay. which was on the left as you walked in. The room you've just, and you've got is the room on the right. So you've gone into the room that was the sal when this was a pension. Yes. She's gone in the dining room. Yes, she's gone the in the right. dining room, but they're talking about it as though she's gone into the sal. Right, okay. Yes. So yeah. immediately something's not working yeah. there. But anyway, she then goes to look in the other room that might do for the sal. We have to go round, don't we, she says. So she's thinking she has to go back out into the hall and then to the rear passage to get to the end room. Right. Which was the room they're talking about. Um, but Jack says, no, you can go out this way. So there's actually a door from the room that they're in into the rear passage. They go into that. The rear passage is lit by, long lit by a window in an alcove. Hold that thought because that's also problematic when it comes to the, comes to the layout of the house. Um, and, and Jerry turns the corner and then she finds herself in a long, narrow room, parquet floored, lattice window either end. At the side was another French window. Jerry looks through the windows. One of the lattice windows, the one at the back, has a view of the Jungfrau. So she says, well, this is it. This has got to be my sal. And that's the former ballroom, apparently. So that room goes. It's the full width depth of the house. Right. Right, end to end. And yeah. it's on the end of the house. Yeah. So the rear passage meets it and gives you a door entering that room. Yeah, from... which is still quite big and it's like a dance room, ballroom. Yes, it's a ballroom. It's bigger. Sizable. And later, and it gets more windows in a later description. It also gets um, a fireplace in one end that Joey has put in. Um, and that, the French windows into the, the salle, the room she chooses as the, as the salle, um, that's where the shortcut goes through to the gate that Jack has cut in the hedge for people coming to and from the school. And the number of people who arrive at those French windows with like dripping coats and muddy boots. Yeah. And so you think, guys, just walk round to the front of the house, to the hall. To the porch. Yes, to the porch. <laughs> To divest yourself of your drippy, mucky... Not going straight into her sal. <laughs> anyway, but Joe doesn't seem to mind, so... Okay, that's fine. Anyway, so that's... So, so going back to the picture of the house, so you've got the front door in the middle, two windows. Is it two windows on either side? Yeah. You've got one small room that Joey says is because she's going to use as her study. That's the the original sal. Yeah. So that's actually quite a big room. It's a big square room. And then next to that, you've got the room she's going to use as her sal, which stretches to the right through yeah. the length of the house. You've got this rear passage. Now, logically, there should be rooms on the other side of that passage. And there are some rooms because that's where Jack's office is. Right. I think there's a downstairs loo there as well. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Um, there. But there's also a window 
and it must be in that wall because it can't be in the wall that backs onto the rooms at the front of the house. No. It can't be in the wall where the sale is. And, and then at the other end, you've got the dining room that has a hatch through to the kitchen. So those two rooms must share a wall. Yes. In order to have a kitchen. So so that the passage can't extend to the end of the house. No. There. So if there's a window lighting the rear passage. Yeah. Yes, you're looking very perplexed. I this am. is my hobby. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be the, the passage has to be at the back. Yes. But it's not at the back. It, there's I other don't rooms think after. It, there it. must be other rooms behind it. Because otherwise the floors above simply don't make sense. Yes. There's not enough room for all the bedrooms as described. I mean, the ground floor often has more you we only got a description of the front. Yes. And the ground floor often has a bigger footprint than the yes. floors above it. Yes. So it could be that there's like an extension behind the um, the ballroom, for want of a better description. Of okay. What's but not, around to the side? But not on the other side. So the kitchen is smaller behind the diner. And then there's a gap, if you like, where there's like a window. And then there's an extension bit that's got like an office. Because if you had it as a um, pension, you would have the ballroom would be the kind of uh, entertainment room mm. you'd have the sitting room for people who wanted it to be mm. quiet you'd have the dining room near the kitchen mm. but not seeing the kitchen because yeah. you don't want them to see all the yeah. clutter and then you'd have downstairs toilets for people to use and upstairs facilities and then you'd have an office yes for running the business yes. from and that there's no space for that unless no. it's next to joey's office because which it's not it's opposite joey's office on the other side of the rear passage right okay sorry and the other thing that isn't mentioned on the ground floor at all is where the stairs are Okay. I assume they're in the hall. Well, you'd think, but that's not mentioned. Not mentioned, okay. We get the doors are mentioned and the rear passage is mentioned in the hall. Sorry, so up. when you walk in the front door, yes. Joey's office is on the left. Uh, no, it's not. It's on the right. It's on the right. And that used to be the sale. That used to be the sale. Right. And, and then, then beyond that... Sorry, I'm not very good with left and right, which is why I look no, confused fine. when yes, anyone no, that's uses fine. them. That's fine. That's okay. Fine. So, and you're opposite to me, so you're pointing yes, no, left when you're saying right, which it? isn't helping yeah, my brain. Not helping at all, okay, sorry. that's fine though. I think we've got a vague idea of where everything is, but mm. there could be a bit sticking out at the back. Well, I thought of that for the kitchen because Anna's bedroom is a funny little chamber above the kitchen that's reached by its own little ladder. Right. <laughs> poor Anna. Poor Anna. I know. Poor, poor Anna. Although at least that relieves her of like nursery duties and childcare. I mean yeah. her, she does switch far more to cooking and household I yeah. think when they get to the plants. Anyway, that would make sense if there was a single story extension at the back for the kitchen with her funny little chamber above that in the roof space with a window. Yeah. I think in the gable yeah. end or a dormer or whatever, you know, I'm not it's not pokey little attic, it's not Hansel and Gretel. But um but that so that would give a little bit more space and then that also means that her funny little chamber isn't interfering with the layout of rooms elsewhere on the main bedroom floor yeah because i could not make that work allowing room for anna's room space space yeah. in the middle of that so that if that is on its own at the end mm. that's that's much better okay um and then with the bedroom so the triplets start off all sharing one big bedroom yeah which is uh i can't remember where it is at the back i think but then later on, they get their own bedrooms and Rui as well. So four, all four of them have bedrooms. And that's on the floor above. So right. it's not on the main bedroom floor with the French windows. It's on the floor above. But Joey refers to when they're getting bedrooms ready for Mary Lou's mum to come out and stay with them. She can have those two bedrooms at the east end on your floor. Right. Right. That makes sense. That's OK. That's a bit tucked away, but all right. Um, and they get those ready for her and she comes out and sadly doesn't 
live in them that long um and but then those rooms are available when stacy wants to come out and move so the plan when stacy's moving into the maynard's house is that she will have those two rooms and then four rooms and a bathroom above them because they've got their own little stairs access at that more stairs at that end and that's taking them up into the attic floor right and that just doesn't make sense to me i was gonna say is that the dormers yes right okay I just, I think that's too cramped for Stacey. I'm sorry. I don't think that's good enough. Mm, that's a bit weird. Yeah. It's just a bit weird. I think that's just a bit, I think her two main bedrooms would have been on the main bedroom floor. Yeah. I can well believe there's, they've got their own staircase at that yeah. end of the building. You'll have more than one staircase within the building. A building like that, you'd have yes. at least two lots of staircases yes. just for safety. Yes. It's not just anything yes. else. Um, so, so her two rooms would then be on the main bedroom floor and then four rooms above that, including a bathroom. Right. Um, and one of the interesting things, I mean, there are six bathrooms in the house, which makes sense. Yeah, because bedrooms didn't all have ensuite facilities. No, no. In days gone by. Uh, yeah. Um, at guest houses. And so that sounds reasonable for the number of people living there. But the description we get is because normally in a house, you put your bathroom and your kitchen kind of one above the other so that you've got all the water and the waste, yes. water, all the pipe work. It's more efficient. It's a more efficient way of doing it. Now, clearly, that's not what's happened here. There's piping all over the place. Well, there I don't know be. because, um, uh, so I know a couple of people who've built their own homes and they've been advised about what to do and stuff and worked with the architect and they've ended up having three columns of facilities. In oh, the okay. So they had a one at the back which covered all the en-suites, basically, mm -hmm. and then they had two at the front. One side is for a toilet and bathroom, the other one's for a toilet and en-suite. Mm. So the columns of servicing goes up in the... So they're above each other in stacks but separated around the house. This is like the sort of 12-bedroom mansion that they built so because one of the other rabbit holes i went down <laughs> was an article on sewage in the swiss alps <laughs> so in 1965 only 14 percent of the population of switzerland was connected to the sewage system most relying on septic tanks at best and i don't want to think what was at worst at worst yeah i don't want to think about that. so so that suggests that the point where the sand the school and joey and co move out to the plats massive septic tanks one for each establishment that's, at least yeah but that's like that's not going to be enough for that many they're even... going to need a lot of emptying aren't they yes and up a mountain in winter they're going to have to have at least four months worth of storage <laughs> aren't they because well, well no it's not going to freeze underground is it no but if it gets full that's a problem <laughs> just saying so yeah i would i would imagine that it needs regular emptying it's not going to be big enough not going to be under the entire building or even i mean what they tend to do is build septic tanks at the bottom of the garden or underneath the garden mm. so that you um have connection to it but it's downstream yes you, basically, yeah, yeah you down, is the, you? Yes. the flow yes generally it's how they work it and so it's not next to you so it doesn't any smells or usually it's sealed but if there's mm. any smells or whatever it's not right underneath you yeah so but for a school that's going to be significant i mean it's possible that they did have some sort of flush away where it goes into a river or a... until the 1950s waste was dumped directly into rivers and lakes which brings a whole other thing their afternoon trips down to the beach at interlaken yeah <laughs> not so attractive now are they 
Well, it's difficult, though, because the population was so much smaller. The quantity is so much smaller. Yeah, it was still significant. There was an outbreak of typhus at Zermatt in 1963. And on the back of that, there was radical change. And this is really, really good. Okay, so now 97% of the Swiss population is connected to the modern sewage system that they've created. And it is really, really good. So it's got massive underground reservoirs to hold untreated sewage if there's a surge so they don't have to discharge it into their um water courses and the rest of it and and the the, all the article describes all the filtering and the cleansing and the disinfecting and stuff that they do it sounds brilliant sounds better than britain's current sewage yes because ours is ours is quite old to be fair and wasn't designed for the population no. that we have. But no. it sounds like they've got ahead of the problem. Yes, there, well done, Switzerland. But but that's now, and at the time the chalet school arrived there. Yeah. Not going to have been as effective. No, but it probably did discharge into rivers and or whatever, into waterways yeah, of some sort. Yeah, maybe. That's, oh, God, can you imagine all those waterfalls? Yeah. Just, I don't want to... I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm going for the septic tank option. Okay, fair enough. For, for I think it's unlikely. Three. I think it's really unlikely, given mm, the maintenance and, and whatever required. I am not listening. Right, yes, here, here we are, literally talking crap on top <laughs> hole. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Um, okay, right. Uh, other comments about living up on the plats. So at the time when they have... Um, there's a risk of rationing when they have, they have a lot of rain. This is in Marylou. And supplies can't get up the mountain, so they have to be careful with what they've got. But one of the things they say is, every other person up here keeps a cow or cows, so we won't lack for milk and butter. Right. So that's quite good. I mean, so maybe they've got, you know, a little electric milk float trundles along the plats. Side hustle with the locals <laughs> to get, get milk and butter if needed. <laughs> yes, that would, and cheese perhaps as well. Yeah. I think they would do as well, wouldn't yeah. they? Yeah. Okay. Um, back to the Saal. So at the time of Adrienne, Adrienne, I can't pronounce her name either, because she's French, so that gives it a whole extra dimension, doesn't it? Um, I just say Adrienne. Because Adrienne. I just okay. say anglicised, because okay. 90% of what I say is anglicised versions of. Okay. So there's, she, they have the sheets and pillowcases party, and so she sees the Saal, mentions the fireplace at one end which joey had put in so presumably next to one of the windows and i think likely to be at the jungfrau end at the back of the house because you don't want a chimney you know it would require a chimney in a chimney in fact that's actually quite a difficult thing but you don't want at the front of your house anyway ruining your balconies no and all the rest you know that's quite a big job so i think it's going to have to be at the back um and also you'd want to sit near it to look out at the beautiful view surely well, yes, that's true. Because the point of having it is having that view as part yes. of your room. So you wouldn't yes. want to sit at one end of the room with the fire looking... No, with your all, back. With your back to... Or all the way down the room to the beautiful view. You want to yes. be right next to it. So I would have assumed that the... I mean, I always assumed that the... I don't think I realised how big it was. I think I thought of it as more cosy than... Mm, no, because you huge. can fit the entire senior school in there dressed in sheets and pillowcases. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, that's, so it's got to be big. massive, basically. Mm. So the fire's probably not touching the sides in terms of their heating wow. bill. But it's very nice to look at, and the dog likes it. So Yes, I'm sure he does. Yeah. Although he probably doesn't, because like he's already wearing a fur coat. And, <laughs> you know, dogs tend to find the coolest spot rather than the hottest. But Perhaps they have the porcelain stove as well, because she wanted the... She had the fire installed because she wanted to be able to look at the flickering flames and all the rest of it you know have that comfort mm. of an open fire so possibly she also has a porcelain stove in the room 
for actual heat. Yeah, I'm sure they do because that yes. wouldn't do it. Um, especially because she's had more windows put in. So windows yeah. in the same wall that the French windows are in are not described in the original description. But now it's got a sash window on either side of the French doors. Right. In that wall. So there's they're going to be losing more heat. Sash windows are really hard work. They are. I mean, they are really hard. Like, they're huge, usually, and mm. certainly hard to install. And they're not going to be double glazed. They're not going to be double glazed. They're going to be very leaky mm. and and not really suitable for that kind of property. Uh, it's a brick Fresh thing. Air. It's a brick thing, isn't it, sash windows? They don't... Yeah. You need a, quite a wide wall for that mm. to work, like mm. wooden and plaster walls. Are they going to be wide enough I to fit know. a sash in? I don't know. I mean, it's possible, but it's just... A... There's no telling her, clearly. More money than sense. <laughs> um, they've got low bookshelves running around two sides of the spiser. Now, this is in addition to the books in the office and the study. That's a lot of books. It is a lot of books. No wonder she's always able to lay her hands on a copy of one of her books. <laughs> to give, Perhaps it's her books. that are unsold yes. ones. <laughs> no, because she's a bestseller. So she it is. can't yeah. be that many. Yeah, maybe not. But yeah, maybe that helps insulate the bottom half of the wall. Oh, yes. Because that's actually a really effective yes, way. Books are. Books are yes. very effective in doing yes. that. You remember um, one of Dad's friends, he used all his unsold copies of his book to line his walls instead of paying yes. someone to foam fill it. So, yes. So yeah, the books could be a part of, type of insulation to write mm. off against the sash windows and the and the okay yeah no right fair enough i was just thinking that's like dead awkward you can't put anything against the wall if you've got bookcases running around two walls no but it's huge the room's huge yes i suppose yeah but it's got a lot of chairs and settees in it settees yeah. multiple settees this yeah. isn't just your normal living room with a settee in no no it's like got multiple but i was thinking about like old sort of big houses and stuff and you would be able to give up like a foot all the way around the edge for books and stuff you still have loads of room in the middle in a, like a ballroom or whatever. Yeah, I suppose. And it might make it feel a bit less ballroomy and a bit more cosy. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Like, I would want like a cosy sitting room. Well, I imagine when all 21 members of your household are in there, <laughs> it is quite cosy. <laughs> yes, actually, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> of an evening when it's just Joey on her own, which does happen sometimes. Perhaps less so. But then she's just got the lovely view and the fire. She's yes, good exactly. Up her end so she's fine. Kind of... Yes, yes. So... Yeah, that's okay. How many sofas would you need, settees would you need, to seat 22 people? I mean, there's a few, isn't there? Seven. That's a lot. And chairs as well. Like three-seaters. So maybe like five three-seaters, a couple of two-seaters and a couple of one-seaters. Perhaps the smallest ones are just like rolling around on the rug with Bruno. Yeah, maybe. But that's fire. a lot of seating. Mm. I just practically That's speaking. enough for the whole senior school. Well, she must have brought some extra chairs in from that for that. Maybe. Or they have like stacked chairs stashed in a cupboard somewhere for when they have lots of people yeah like cool folding chairs or something because like a pension would have that if they're having entertainment yes or something. that's true i'm guessing they'd have lots the of storage they brought storage. The chairs along with the house then well that was the other thing i meant to say um is uh, the european way of buying houses is you buy the house with everything oh okay so you don't in, particularly in spain and portugal and france when mm. you buy a house it comes with everything so you buy all the furniture all the um cutlery uh, so you know like if there's really a, yeah yeah if there's an odd I'm having my wedding cutlery I'm no sorry. no you can have stuff that you take oh, with good. you but the house has its own set if you like oh, okay. that stays with the house so if you found us the perfect size chair to fit in that corner you, you then don't have to take it with you and try and fit it into a different house right. it stays oh, some logic to that. um you take things like family photos and knickknacks and stuff yeah. with you all that kind of dressing stuff but the actual like the so the kitchen table in a french farmhouse will have been the original table that was probably built in that room oh, cool. and can't leave the house cool. so when you buy 
house in France, you get all the cutlery, all the bedding, all the linens, all the, everything matches, basically, all the curtains, all the absolutely everything. You get it Joey all. must have been overwhelmed because they took bedsteads with them. There's reference to them putting the bedsteads together. They take the dressing tables and furniture with them. They certainly take the linen because that's what they're packing when Joey falls into a packing case. Yeah, so just maybe it's not quite like that in, in Central Europe. I know it is in Spain, France, Portugal and um some parts of germany oh, they do so that suggests so, it could be that and it might it? might be that they were taking with their preferred stuff because um often you'll get say if you buy a house with six bedrooms four of them will be furnished right yes so it might be that if they needed to fill in the other rooms like the mm. attic rooms may not have been have been set up as stores one of them set up as a bedroom with six beds in it because jack talks about clearing those out and turning it over into a playroom instead right. Um, so yes, but that was for emergency. So they're not they're just gonna be metal bed frames, they're not gonna be brilliant yes. ones. Yeah. Are they up there? Oh, okay. So they could have got a reasonable amount of furniture with the purchase of the house then in that. Yeah, case. and certainly if you were selling it and you were, you know, leaving a business behind, mm. you would usually sell all the stuff with it as well. So I'm guessing they didn't have to buy tables and sofas and chairs and all that kind of malarkey. Yeah, well yeah, some of it some they of brought it. with them from England anyway, because they've got two massive vans full of furniture. I think it's two, it might be three. Because um, I was thinking about wondering about the dining arrangements. Now, I know the very small children, until they're four, they, they're kept to the nursery for their meals. Um, but as still, then by the end of the series, quite a lot of them sitting down for meals yeah. as a family. Um, and the, the impression is that they're all sitting around one huge table. Mm. And it would need to be huge for that number of people, a sort of big square table maybe. It was quite tricky when we were doing the seating for Kit's birthday. Yeah. In the village hall. Yeah. It's quite a large space, just saying. For t- like 25 yeah, people. Yeah, 25, 30 people. So, yeah, that's quite tricky. But I don't think, because I think when it was a pension, it would have had cafe style seating. Yeah, I'd have separate thought. tables for yes. different rooms or, or like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, maybe some bigger tables, but not. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they shove all the small, they all small square tables, shove them all together to make. Yeah, could Big be. Space. I mean, I don't understand why you'd have a table that no one could reach in the middle of. That just seems a bit silly to me. So Yes, yeah, so that's just a long, and, thin table, doesn't def- it? So it does sound like it would be a, a... Maybe you could do it in like a long, thinner kind of table. But then I always imagine it being a round <laughs> table because they kind of all talk to each other. And I think it's quite hard to talk to someone at the other end of a table, but if you're in a circle... But it needs to be a massive circle to fit that number of people around it, Oh, it would have it? to be huge. It would have and to the tablecloths are going to have to be enormous. Yeah, no wonder they have struggled packing the linen. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Lordy. In Guernsey, I'm sure they had a large round table that could seat eight to ten, and them having breakfast around it. Okay. I'm sure that, but obviously they didn't have all the rooms. That matches or at Joey's. I can't remember, but I just remember a breakfast scene and and it being a round table and them all talking at breakfast. Joey's taking a breakfast in bed for quite a chunk of the time in Guernsey, though, isn't she? Yeah. Because you know she's going to be busy. Um. So yeah, okay. But now I think you're right. I do remember some sort of breakfast scene. Maybe it was around her. It's really hard because when I visualise houses and furniture and things like that, I tend to map onto them houses and furniture that I'm familiar with. Yeah. Um, particularly houses, I will just get it in my head. Oh, that's like so-and-so's house with the living room on the right kind of thing. And then immediately that's the location, you know, the mapping mm. that I'm doing, whatever the description is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You, well, it's that's a human trait, isn't it, to map onto something you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I don't think um, I don't think it would have been easy to sit twenty people for breakfast who can all talk to each other. Although like. presumably, well, so Anna, I don't think does sit with the family to take her meals. Yeah. Poor Anna. Poor Anna. Poor Anna. 
Um, She's probably not the one mopping up all the soggy coats and shoes that came across the back lawn either, is she? Mm. Uh, I mean, Joey's probably not doing no. it. It's probably like Anna. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the very youngest aunt sitting around that table. So that's, say, five. And Rosalie will be with them. So that's six. Okay, so you're talking 14 people, which is just like a big dining room, basically. Yeah, I suppose. Okay, so it's not quite so massive, is it? And it could be two big dining tables shoved together, kind mm. of, with a tablecloth. Two tablecloths. <laughs> yeah. And then that's not as mad and difficult to achieve. Yeah, yeah. So it is possible. Seems slightly improbable, but mm. possible. Mm. And who decides them? I mean, because every week I sit down and work out. I know not everybody does this. I sit down and work out what meals, what our main meal is going to be each day. And it's the main meal that's problematic because breakfast is just breakfast and they all eat porridge. And lunch the main and stuff is just, And lunch you know, is just whatever you get. Soup or yeah. whatever. It's, that's a, a fairly light, easy meal. It's dinner that's the main thing and i mean there aren't butchers and things up on the plats they're going to have to order up their food at intervals aren't they or anna's going to butcher it because she's like can do everything basically that's true she can but there's not much up there to butcher you're not going to butcher your milk cows goats. no there are goats chickens you can't have chicken every day can you hmm. they do have chickens on the island, well, Joey's not on the island, she's in Carnback, isn't she? In Peggy, because she gets Eleanor plucking a chicken when she's making Eleanor see what she did wrong in being mean mm. to Peggy. Um, so that's clearly a thing. And it's two chickens, because it's quite a big family even at that. And there are only six kids at that point. But various other bodies around. But various other bodies around, that's yeah. true, yes. Um, and I'm assuming that Anna, because she's like really good at domestic management is going to cook a bit extra and then use that to make a risotto a couple of days possibly, later or possibly or a pie or yeah, something possibly I think she deals with the food and the catering I can't Far see Joey being, being bothered to be honest she, like whatever's in season just do what you like Anna you're the good, you're, you're good Joey does sometimes make cakes there's reference to that her sometimes making cakes although her cakes aren't as good as Anna's yeah. obviously well and um there's that bit where frida is it frida or madge teases her about how for meters would have made them line the cake tins before they started no it's joey when madge is baking oh in right, Guernsey, okay. right and and madge says oh can you pop in the cupboard and get me some raisins or something like that and joey says that's a sloppy way of cooking you should get all your assemble all your ingredients before you start um yes and that's that's on guernsey i always really liked joey but since we've been talking about like the actual how they all run their lives and what she's actually like and looking at sort of reality of it, I feel less sympathy towards her and less kind towards her because I just think actually she's a bit mean to Anna. She doesn't really, she appreciates her, but she doesn't really look after her. It doesn't seem like she does. There's no, no evidence I'm... for it. And she does poke her nose in quite a lot and, you know, assume things. There's one occasion where she rings up the school, gets Miss Annesley out of a lesson in order to tell her that she'll be coming over later to tell her something. And that really winds me up, because that's just rude. Yeah, you'd leave a message, wouldn't you? You would, that's what, what? she's got a secretary for. Yeah. Miss Annie's got a secretary for, yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah, why would you do that? Yeah, that's she does just, seem yeah. a bit, I think, maybe self-centred. Yeah. And kind of, um, yeah. At times. I have a lot of sympathy for, for Anna and Rosalie anyway. Mm. I think they're they're I'd like to see a, a fill in book from their perspective. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> There's some fan fiction, certainly from Anna's point of view out there on, on the internet. 
I mean, my assumption is that Anna's some sort of like, you know, well-trained ninja who's just hiding all her skills from everyone and acting really placid because she could just do what she wanted. Yeah. But she's quite happy just settling into a little family home and, mm. you know, being quite happy being part of something else. Yeah, but... I don't know. I mean, because there must have been other employment opportunities, certainly once they're out of... I mean, not when she... I mean, she flees to the UK during the war, so she's fundamentally a refugee and hasn't got many options at that point. But subsequently... She um, must have had loads of options, but I think she liked the family. She wanted yes, to stay with them. and the situation, that's fair. She liked, be, you know, that, that she was in, included in it and she mm. was part of the family, but she had her own space and her own... Yeah. I just think it'd be interesting to see it from their perspective. I'd mm. love to know more about mm. both their experiences. Yeah. Yeah. It must have been challenging organising mm. that family. Mm. Yes. And I'd, and how much of it Joey actually did, it's a moot point, I think. Joey does mending. Yeah. She does all Jack... She mends Jack's socks. Yeah. We see her doing it and she tells Jack that she does. And that and she doesn't do embroidery and things like that in an evening because she writes books. Yeah. And and that's fair enough, I think. Yeah. You know? Well, and the fact she hated it. But well, she'll mend Jack's true. socks because she loves him. Yeah. And she doesn't want anyone else to mend his socks. But mm. she was, didn't really ever like sewing. No. She does, she does knitting. Plain knitting she does as well. As a, a handcraft. So she's better than me then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. And she does get involved in sewing when they're making over school uniforms for the Highland twins. Yeah. I was thinking about the hand-me-downs thing. And I think probably Joey would have handed them on to other families that she knew or whatever, rather than keeping them for the but next But she refers set. to six perfectly good ginghams. No, nine perfectly good ginghams waiting for Felicity. Yeah. So she's not handed those on. Yeah, but I don't. I think well, it depends. But I think she probably would have realised at some point she doesn't need all them. Yes, and and pass them on. Yeah, I mean they had to be thrifty at those times, mm. but then the, she gets to a point where they don't really have to be as thrifty. Quite I think. thrifty. Yes. Yeah, and spread the generosity. Yeah, perhaps. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, hmm. I think it probably was a happy home, though. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, I think it would have been a busy home, especially with all the kids. We're back in the school holidays. It must have made Christmas really special for them yeah. as well, having like all the kids back from boarding school and yes. you know, kind of the boys back as well. And mm. you know, I do feel slightly sorry for Jack because all the boys were away, and so he's basically the only fella in the household for like you know wow. three quarters of the year or whatever. But then you know, yeah. it was probably it was natural, and that's probably what he had as well going mm. away to boarding school and stuff. It was just mm. normal and what they were expecting. So yeah. he's got plenty of male company at the Sam. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, there's loads of doctors around he can hang out with. I did genuinely feel quite sorry for Jack all the way through, though. I generally just... Yeah, no, I'm not that sorry for him. He's been waited on hand and foot, looked after. Yeah. All his needs met. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I just, you know, I don't think you need to feel too sorry for him. Oh, no, no, I've never lost any sleep over it. I just sort of generally feel a bit sorry for him that he gets sort of pushed around a bit by all the women and then... No, I don't think he does. I think he's he's very much the man of the house. Yes. It's a good match. I think... I. Genuinely think that Joey and Jack actually by the end of the series you're seeing they do work together as a good partnership. Yeah, and that's quite nice. And I don't not sure many men at that time would have been as accepting of a successful woman. Yeah, who had her own income Absolutely. and her own backing and her own yeah. things that she was interested in and kind of you know mm. and having the school and that community. Mm. She's already got all that. She doesn't actually need him. In some respects, yeah. In some respects, but yeah. she wants him and she wants that mm. partnership. Mm. And I think actually it's a, it is a bit of a modern 
sort of couple, if you like, even yeah. though Joey's stuck in the twenties and all that. <laughs> she... <laughs> Please refer to other episodes. Yeah, but um, but even though she's sort of stuck in that, and that's her ideal, she does have a partnership with him mm. where it's not a kind of traditional gender role kind of yeah. relationship, I suppose, in some ways. Yeah. So okay, I think we'll stop there. Thank you. Thank you. Goodness, we did range around in that conversation. If you have any thoughts on the dimensions of Jack and Joey's dining table, sewage processing in post-war Switzerland, or Anna's skills as a butcher, do drop us a line. You can also find us on Facebook. Kit opted for jingle bells instead of a glockenspiel for the theme tune. I hope you found it suitably festive. A happy Christmas from all at Top Hole. We'll be back in a couple of weeks looking at one of the books which Armada saw fit to chop in two. You have been listening to Top Hole, written and researched by Deborah Lofus with Wendy Norford. Music and production by Kit Lofus. You can contact us at topholepodcast at gmail.com. Top Hole is a Lofus Towers production. <laughs>